Located in central Uganda on the Lake Victoria Peninsula, Entebbe is not only known for the famous 1976 Hollywood movie, Raid on Entebbe, but it's also the home to the Ugandan national para badminton player and Paralympian Rita Asimwe. I never feel cheated because I feel like I saved so many lives at the moment because I don't know how many would be dead or that would have been hurt. Welcome to Flame Bears, Keeping the Fire Burning. I'm your host, Jamie. In today's episode, we spotlight African Parabadman champ, Rita Asimwe. Rita was one of four Ugandan Paralympians who participated in the Tokyo Paralympics. Today, she opens up about losing her arm after being assaulted by machete and hammer-wielding thieves and how she's moved forward making the best of every day. I'm Rita Simwe, the Ghan national player. I play badminton and I'm a Paralympian because I've represented my country in the Paralympics 2020 that were in Tokyo, Japan. Success that was born through one of the most harrowing experiences of her life. One that robbed Rita of one of her precious hands. In 2005, December, Christmas time, I was assaulted by thieves. They were about to break into my grandmother's home. So in the evening, around 7.38, I find two guys standing by the perimeter walls of my, my, my grandma. One was climbing and the other one was standing aside. So in my mind, I'm like, I think they haven't seen me yet. But unfortunately, I think they had already seen me. So they instead, they chased me from the house. So that means they did not get in chance to get into my grandma's home. They just ran after me. And I don't know how much time we spent fighting for the they had a machete. One had a machete and another one had, um, uh, what is it called? A hammer? Hammer. The guy with the hammer was behind me and the guy with the machete was in front of me. So I stand between them, calculating if this machete went out of his hand and it fell down, by the time he bends down to pick it, I will have run away. But that took us quite some time as I think the behind guy realized I wasn't going to let go. So he wanted to hit my uncle with a hammer. So when I pull out of the leg, kind of like avoiding the hit, so the other guy, I think, picked the panga. And, and me, I think in the meantime, I thinking run. Mm. So when I like run, I don't know what exactly happened. So I wake up uh, with my hand loose. I walked to the nearby shops for help, and I remember they took me to hospital. That's where the amputation was done. That's how I lost my hand. How did you recover? I never feel cheated because I feel like I saved so many lives at the moment because I don't know how many would be dead or that would have been hurt. You just have to believe in what you want to be. That's what I can say. If you feel you don't need to be someone that has to be helped all the time, 
you need to be independent and non-dependent on anyone, that mindset will drive you to having a positive life. Because you don't want to see yourself defeated. You pity yourself all the time. You feel like, you know, you're not worthy living. Yeah, but I mean, I, I always want to do something and prove to myself I can do it. I challenge my life. I don't challenge anyone's life. I challenge my life. I feel like I am capable of doing anything and everything just like any other person. That's how I am. That's how I live. Someone who's been around since before the incident is Rita's best friend, Eran Madrin. Here she is to give us a bit more on that time in Rita's life. I went to the same school with Asima Rita. I was a junior and she was a senior. But uh, the fact that Rita was active and very popular, it was really hard for someone not to know her in a very good way. Rita was a leader herself. She was, I remember she was the entertainment prefect. Rita was in sports. She literally did every kind of sport in school. She was in all these drama clubs at school. So this one time Rita comes back to school with one arm. We all all our minds were like, how is she going to do this? How is she going to write? How is she going to do her laundry? But guess what? Rita did everything by herself. She said, people, do not feel sorry for me. I know it's going to be a very hard transition for me, but this is the same old person. I'm going to keep doing the things that I've been doing with my one arm. It It was inspirational. It was such an emotional moment, but it was an inspirational moment. At, at such a young age, pulling yourself up from such a hard situation needed a strong heart like that of Rita. And Rita is, is a very big inspiration to, to both the able-bodied and, and the people of, of disabilities. I look at Rita and she's doing the things either able-bodied person cannot do, and she can do. Rita is, is, is an inspiration to so many young girls. She was an inspiration to so many at school. She was, I don't know, I have a lot of words to say about Rita, but she was an inspirational person. Being treated like everyone else has been a problem in the past for Rita, especially when it came to job discrimination because of her disability. Disability discrimination comes in a number of different forms. There is the failure to accommodate, where an employer refuses to take certain actions that would make it easier for a disabled person to do the work. There's also the individuals who just simply don't like having someone disabled around. What we see is people who are treated absolutely terribly just because they're sick or because they're different. Another form of disability discrimination is what we call perceived disability discrimination. That's a situation where an employee suffered from a disability, has healed or is recovered, is able to go back to work, usually is very excited about going back to work, but there's something about the disability that the employer has a problem with. Living with a disability is kind of hard especially in Africa. One, you are isolated, especially when it comes to work section. When I was at campus, I asked for the manager, they're like, do you, do you want him? I'm like, I don't know him, but I want to talk to him. So he's like, 
I'm like, I'm looking for a job. He's like, what can you do? I'm like, what do you have? Because I'm not going to prove to you if I don't do it. So what do you have? Because he saw your arm and was like, oh, she can't do, that's what he was thinking? I, I guess that was the real whole reason, you know? Because I mean, why would you ask me? And that is where we've gotten most of the, the challenge. You'll take your CV, the guy or the lady reads the CV, it's like, nice CV, you're a real active person. Then you wait for the call and never, but I know they will never get back to you because they're trying to figure out where they can fix you. Mm. <laughs> Probably they don't see you being able to do anything in this world. And you're like, okay. So I think that is where the biggest challenges come through. And I'm happy to see we, we have lawyers that have come up, that have grown up with a disability, you know, Sure. Yeah. Lawyers are people in different offices and they are trying, they've really put out that picture of we are able, you know, and it is giving us the strength of I can do anything. They feel they can't put you as the face of their office or how they have no way they're going to introduce you probably as in because they want this big, good picture of no uh. question, of clean shit. So I think in them, they're like, no. I cannot make her my my secretary because I mean, how is she gonna, you know, like how will people, because I read it from people. I read it. Well, you know, when you're talking somewhere and totally. you this, totally. <laughs> you're talking to them, but you are reading their statements before they even say anything. And then eventually it's like, we will get back to you. And they never get back to you. <laughs> the need for financial support is real. Here's someone close to Rita to share more. I'm called Coach Apio Betty. I'm a Ugandan. I'm a national coach and also a coach at Entebbe Institute Club. I got to know Rita some few years back. That was in 2019 when she came to our club and she wanted to improve her game and she was interested in the game and all that. So I just wanted to say that my journey with Rita, me being her coach, has been successful despite of challenges here and there. And I'm also humbled to be part of her journey as a Paralympian. What I can say is that I know she still has a lot to work on, but I'm happy that at least she has been there and she's getting there. Coach Betty, you mentioned challenges. What have been the main challenges Rita has faced that people around the world probably don't understand or, or don't know. One of the challenges that Rita faces in Uganda as a para badminton player is mainly a financial challenge. I could say there are also other different challenges that she faces, but those challenges can be worked on. And they're the same challenges that other athletes face. But for, for Rita's case, it is mainly financial challenge. That, for example, she needs finances to, to take her to different tournaments. I could say lack of sponsorship, but all that comes when it comes to finances. For example, going to a different tournament, because we all know very well that when an athlete or when a para badminton player goes to another tournament, she gets well exposed. She gets to learn more of her mistakes other than her staying in one country, playing in one country. And also sponsorship, like endorsements, because even she does not have like a steady source of income that she, she gets maybe in case, for example, she gets an injury on court and she needs to twist the injury, for example, knee or anything. She needs a steady income 
to treat herself because as a, an athlete you cannot avoid injuries so basically finances finances to buy equipments finances for for sponsorship to go to different tournaments finances for for herself as well as an athlete and it's also an, as an allowance because as an athlete you also need money as you to take care of you so that is a main challenge the other challenges can be worked on and they are quite not that big it's only the main one which is finances this said there's been some really exciting updates in Rita's professional life recently such an interesting way i got the job because i've been here with all these struggles of not having financials uh not to getting finances from my federation because the federation doesn't have money to pay us and all that i am tired of begging and sometimes i feel like people are tired of you you know as however they may not tell you i have friends uh one is uh the guys from germany and the girlfriend is ugandan they had their night at the hotel where i'm working actually i'm like hey guys where are you so i find them at the hotel what seated in the lobby i don't know how then the general manager walks in and he's like do you want a job i was like yeah i need a job he's like i know who you are it's fine just send me the cv but you'll go through the interview sessions and all that and i'm like okay <laughs> i've never done any interview i've never been in an interview so because i'm in as risked So he was like, "Oh, where do you want to work?" You know, I was still perusing through every, all the departments in my head and then he's like, "No, no, no. I'm taking it to sales. You're going to do the marketing. You're going to go into marketing and sales." I'm like, "Okay." But eventually, he says the reason as to why I, I said you come and work with us is because of your attitude. your attitude because i think he had been observing me in the time i was there with the friends so me i didn't know him so that's how hmm. i got the job i imagine your marketing job is a bit different than your badman job the truth is i'm learning everything but this is a, a corporate world new things new rules you know i am learning so much like i have to change so much of the sports world into the corporate world <laughs> the whole first week every day will be like Rita those are not the shoes we want look for you know the flash shoes black no me I'm used to being in my sneakers I feel comfortable in my shorts so will this change things for your training in preparation for the Paris Paralympics this shouldn't stop me from doing anything nor should he hear me that I missed out on games because All I have to do is tell them in advance so they plan accordingly. He mm. has no problem with me to play. He's like, "Acha, if you have major tournaments, please let me know. I would love to post it on our pages." So he's really into these games and I'm like, "Okay. I think this is the kind of boss I've always wanted to work with. Free-spirited, good, soft-spoken, but meaning business. And that's the kind everyone would want to work with that kind of boss you know congratulations that is so exciting i have no idea on what is really going to happen next if they yep. change the attitude towards para athletes and mentored us in the manner of able bodied 
I think it would change everything. It would change the performance. It would change where things are done, how we are catered for, facilitated, and all that. I think I would feel we are equally as good as the able-bodied athletes. That is the most important thing. Other athletes have nothing to add on the country. Then, as long as they still feel that, I don't think even if we cry a thousand times, they're going to listen. But I know they will. It has to change because this attitude is killing the athletes back home. You find, you play, they don't even consider the tournaments. It's you, the player, who has to keep saying, coach, I need to go for this tournament, guys. I need to go for this. I mean, yes, my job should be, Rita, are you ready? Have you trained? Are you training? Are you training guru? Not me knowing which tournament am I supposed to go to? How much money do I need to go right. <laughs> to that tournament? Here's Coach Betty on her hopes for Rita moving forward. When it comes to Rita moving forward, I'm very hopeful and optimistic about that because her game has changed. She's not the Rita I knew in 2019. Her game has changed when it comes to game planning. She's loving the sport more than before. She is working so hard. She has worked so hard to reach where she is right now. And she is still working hard. So there is really hope. There is light. There is light all the way for Rita. And also the fact that the people who are physically challenged also look up to her. So she also gives herself that self-motivation. That is what I like about Rita. She never gives up. So that's why I'm so hopeful that she's going to move forward, come 2024 Olympics. I know Rita will go, come other, other games. She will qualify and she will go. Marketing by day and Paralympian by night. And sometimes she even wears a cape. Ern, is there anything that you would want to say directly to Rita? Just keep being an amazing person. Believe in yourself. No one believed in Rita by the way, but she did believe in herself. Like. I'll make it. So she's that kind of person. She pulls herself back. She's amazing. She's hardworking. She never gives up on herself. Rita, what advice would you give your younger self? I would tell me, myself, be patient, trust the process, and still stay focused and work towards that goal you have in mind. Don't lose it. Don't drop the ball. The moment you drop it, picking it up is the hardest thing you can do. Every episode, we like to end with one ask of our athletes, of our community. So what is the one action you would like our Flame Bears community to take after hearing your story? I truly still need the funds because apparently right now as we speak, I'm not going to be able to attend the Spanish tournaments because of funds. And probably I will not know if I'll be able to attend the next tournaments because, you know, it's hard to do online fundraising and it's depressing, but then if you have nothing much to do about it, then it's better you don't just think about it, I think. Mm. But I really need the funds. Uh, If there was anything else they could do, at least now for the job, let me first see how this goes. To provide financial support for Rita, please donate via the GoFundMe page in the show notes. Thanks for tuning into Flame Bears, keeping the fire burning. 
For more behind-the-scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching for Flame Bears. Thank you to my amazing teammates, Marissa Potter and Lizzie Michael. And thank you to Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support. We'll catch you on our next episode.